0: Welcome
1: to Liberty and the Law, the podcast series that examines the critical elements of a strong legal defense in criminal cases. Join respected attorney James Dore for this lively discussion on the rights of criminal defendants and the important role defense attorneys
0: play in our legal system.
1: You know, every month here on uh, Liberty and the Law, we uh, we take time to talk about either a specific ruling a court case or maybe a uh, particular part of the law and go into detail on that and then it's very helpful and beneficial and hopefully we provide great information for you um and as i get to host this each month i'm jim mitchell i am joined always by james dore of lavelle law um who shares so much information but um James, if it's okay with you today, rather than talking about specific cases or rulings, I thought maybe we'd just talk about the court system in general, because I know it's important to you. Does that sound like a
0: great place to kind of tackle today? That's a great idea, Jim. Let's get down to some basics and some nuts and bolts between the the different types of uh, systems out there. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. Yeah, I had a whole bunch of questions, and I I think uh, we may end up doing
1: this over a couple of conversations, because there's a, a lot to cover. But let's talk about court cases in general, and and we hear different terms, Um, start with the difference between, I guess, what would normally be called a civil suit and a criminal
0: case, if you could kind of delineate those for us. And and the easiest way to discuss those two is to to talk about the key differences. Um, Mm -hmm. Typically, in criminal cases, you'll find what's considered crimes against the state. Uh, as they're described, it can, even, it can be against an individual, like a battery case, but it's still considered a crime against the state, and is prosecuted by state's attorney or you know whatever. Uh, let's just stick with Illinois here. It would be a state's attorney's office. The elected state's attorney would be charged with prosecuting the crimes, uh, you know, on behalf of the people of the state of Illinois in that county. Um, civil case typically involves a dispute a dispute between individuals or corporations. Um, and there and there would typically be you know you you'd find civil lawsuits, um, you know again there's there's arguments between individuals over legal duties and and, and legal responsibilities I guess you could say um, It could mm-hmm. be something like a personal injury would be a great example of a, of a case that would be a, a civil lawsuit and um, okay. you know typically in, in criminal cases. And again, one of the other differences, and there's a lot of differences between the two. In criminal cases, you know, we have a uh, – defendants have a right to a jury trial, okay, and that is because the punishment that can be leveled by the state involves jail or prison, right? Your liberty is at stake. So we, we safeguard those individual rights, you know, uh, uh, very jealously uh, on, on behalf of the defendant and, uh, you know, because of that. So the jury is there. The jury system is, is – Um, one of those uh, typical safeguards of our Mm -hmm. individual liberty. Civil lawsuits, the juries, you know, it depends on the case. You know, sometimes you can have them. Sometimes a case can be too small for a jury trial. uh, A judge would hear it. So, um, But I I know we have some – you had a question about the differences between um, the judges and and jury trials. Jury, yeah, yeah. Um, I I do, I do, and I want to get to that,
1: but I I was – jotting down some notes here as you were talking, and you mentioned crimes against the state uh, in terms of criminal cases. Um, do, we, do we assume that a criminal case is, is preceded then by some sort of uh, arrest or offense in which a, a person is charged with what I would generally refer to as a, as a crime? This, this originates from some um, action by a police or, or someone else in the state to, uh, to bring charges?
0: So typically, an arrest would be one of the hallmarks of a criminal case because, like I said before, your liberty's at stake. Uh, there will be an arrest. Uh, typically, people can uh, be placed on bond while they wait for the case to be adjudicated, um, or they could be held in custody. So, it, it, there's, there's, uh, um, you know, depending on the level of the crime, um, you know, the, the the arrest would dictate how somebody's treated after that. But the uh, um, the thing to remember with, with the uh, criminal cases and being prosecuted by the state, they're prosecuting uh, um, crimes that are laid out in statutes by the legislature. So these are these are state statutes that are passed by our, our representatives, so they have a lot of the uh, um, citizen support behind them. So those would be um, laws that we should all know, at least for the most part, and expected to follow, mm-hmm. so... Uh, that's why i say that it, it's, it's considered a crime against the state the state also has the obligation to prosecute those crimes because they pass the laws on behalf of everybody so they really prosecute on behalf of the people in the state of illinois
1: people right okay now i i'm i'm gonna i i think of certain headlines certain high-profile cases that make me ask this question but can can certain cases be tried both ways i mean can there be a a civil claim uh, when there's also criminal charges or do they remain different or there's some exclusivity there
0: right no absolutely Jim and I think one of the most famous examples would be the OJ Simpson
1: uh, a mm-hmm. series of
0: trials um, when he was prosecuted uh, for uh, you know, at least two murder charges um, he was acquitted by the jury and because they have a standard of proof beyond a reasonable doubt they heard all the evidence and they decided that there was reasonable doubt with those cases And they acquitted OJ in the, in the civil case, he was also sued civilly and the proof, the standard of proof in a civil case is is proof beyond a reason by the preponderance of evidence rather than beyond a reasonable doubt. So it's a far lesser standard. It's considered uh, 50% plus one, basically. So if you, if you get just to tip the scale, just the slightest bit in your favor, that can get you a verdict in a civil case. Um, and because of that, it's, it's, it's typically monetary damages people are looking for. So that's a great example of, a, of, of, you know, a, a man who had to face civil and criminal uh, um, proceedings for the same action. Interesting.
1: Okay. So a criminal case, then let's go back to that because that's much of what you do is in your work at Lavelle Law, and you've been doing it for many years. Um a criminal case is going to then originate, as you said, by uh, um, charges being filed and, and in Illinois a state attorney bringing those um, charges. So can you kind of walk us through what procedurally that looks like after an arrest is made and a, an a arraignment is held?
0: Sure. I mean, it, it, there's different procedures for different counties, but typically there's some, there's, there's some commonality uh, between the counties. Um, uh, an action could be a misdemeanor or it could be a felony case. Typically, they will be held in different courtrooms um, by different judges. Uh, um, and because the, there's a lot more at stake with the felony cases, people can be held uh, in prison for a much longer time than they can for a misdemeanor case. A misdemeanor case typically is punishable by a maximum of 364 days in county jail and a $2,500 fine. Um, there, there can be, in criminal cases, uh, anything up to and including the death penalty. For cases, So um, it, there's there's far more uh, at stake in, in the felony cases as compared to uh, the misdemeanor cases. And um, basically when you get to start in, into court on those cases, the felony cases have more procedures to it. They will ask for the, the – the, typically the, the prosecutor will be required to put some evidence up front um, as to probable cause for the arrest. Okay? It's what's called a preliminary hearing that the judges will typically hold um, to see if there's probable cause to bring the charges and and or hold of the, the the defendant in uh, in jail awaiting those charges um, he, he, misdemeanor cases typically somebody will bond out not have to go back or, or face any kind of uh, time in jail but they don't also you know the probable cause is not really uh, determined up front by the judge um, so one of the a couple basic things is but there's a lot more Jim. Yeah, I, I I know
1: you enjoy talking about this. We're, ta- we're talking about James Doerr today, um, and uh, I always direct folks over to uh, LavelleLaw.com to find out more about uh, his work, some of the articles he's written, podcasts, and videos. He's done a great deal of information there, and he enjoys uh, sharing his knowledge with us uh, each month on liberty and the law. Um, and and you, uh, you sort of mentioned there, I, I think, if, again, if I've got my notes, that, um, you know, Misdemeanors and felonies go to different courts, different judges. Um, Is this based on the charge? How how do they uh, sort of sort which goes where? And even within, let's say, uh, uh, all misdemeanors, do they go to different judges, different courts? Is there sort of a system that gets followed?
0: Right. Uh, Well, let's let's start with going back to the felony. You can have a preliminary hearing. Mm -hmm. You can also have a grand jury that will do an investigation. A prosecutor use a grand jury. And typically when there's a finding by the grand jury of, of a, a bill of indictment or uh, the state's attorney files a preliminary, you know, files an indictment against the defendant, they will be assigned a court date. So the, the first court date will be assigned in the felony courtroom. And typically uh, either that will be the, 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 the permanent courtroom or what can happen is the judge will assign a permanent judge for that room. So you'll, depending on the size of the county and how many cases, I mean, I've been in small counties where there's everything in one courtroom. There's, there's traffic ticket all the way up to the most serious felony they have. And in other counties around here, typically the bigger counties, you'll find very specialized courtrooms for, you know, civil versus criminal. And criminal will break it down to a traffic court or a misdemeanor courtroom, a DUI courtroom, or a domestic violence courtroom on a misdemeanor. So they can apportion out, uh, depending on what kind of case it is, you'll be assigned to a different courtroom, because then you'll face a prosecutor that, that's assigned to prosecute that type of crime, and then you'll be in front of a judge who's very familiar with that area of law. And so this is done then geographically.
1: If a, if a uh, cr- criminal action or perceived criminal action takes place in a particular county, then there's a county court system in which that will be heard sort of stays
0: within that jurisdiction. That's right. You know, it, it, even though there's state charges – how the counties mm-hmm. prosecute those charges can it can vary depending on the size of the county, uh, rural prosecutions versus things in in, the, in the urban centers. Very different crimes are dealing with typically. So, um, mm-hmm. but they they handle their own prosecutions again by the elected state's attorney, right? So the people are involved in this process by electing their representatives, and they would determine what what kind of crimes they, they think should be prosecuted as a priority over over other crimes.
1: Now you have shared with us on uh, a number of occasions um you know sort of best practices for a defense attorney uh, how you lay out a case, how you you know build and even think forward to a potential appeal, have your documentation your evidence um, in you also just mentioned smaller counties, larger counties as a defense attorney you've been at this uh, a number of years over time do you get to Uh, find yourself uh, in front of the same judges on a regular basis and uh, dealing with the same state's attorney representatives, do you kind of get acquainted and and begin
0: to know the differences between each? Oh, absolutely. Knowing the players in the system is always an advantage. Um, You know, some some prosecutors will have a more uh, lenient approach to be a little more generous on on the offers they'll make on cases or how they choose to look at things, at least from my perspective. Um, Different judges are uh, some will be more strict than others. Some will be more law and order types. Some will be more favorable, you know, and the prosecutor would say that's more favorable to the defense attorney. Um, So everybody's a little bit different. And it, it does help to know the players involved in how you bring forward a case or sometimes the timing of when you bring a case.
1: And, and just tell me with a minute or so we have left here, because I'm going to save all our conversations about appellate and Supreme Courts for a, another time. But uh, just based on what you said, when you have a client, you're dealing with a client uh, with some charges in front of them, is part of your job to sort of walk them through who the who the judge is, who the, who the prosecutor is, and how to uh, behave, answer, and do things in, in front of each? Uh,
0: it depends on the client jim i mean it's there's advice i need to give and there's some advice i don't need to give it depends on the client and what they honestly what they what they have questions about in the system um i always encourage my clients to be as respectful as possible you know all the lawyers are in suits and ties and and you know we conduct ourselves a certain way in front of the judges and you know the, the judges expect everybody to, to have a certain decorum in their in their courtroom so um mm-hmm. simple things like that yeah it can go a long way how you present yourself Okay. Well, um, it's been really interesting, and
1: I, I want to thank you for joining us today, James, and um, really look forward to having some, some more conversation about this. James Doerr with uh, Lavelle Law joins us, and as I said, a uh, great little introduction to court proceedings today, but let's talk about um, uh, appeals, the appellate court, Supreme Court. Uh, we've got other conversations that we can squeeze that in. We invite you to be a part of this podcast each month and to uh, kind of go back and dig through our archives. Visit LavelleLaw.com. Um, or scroll the archives here on blog talk radio there's uh, uh, just dozens and dozens of past conversations and look forward to sharing those in future discussions with you as well thanks everyone for listening today and we'll uh, we'll get back to you next month thanks
0: step into the world of power loyalty